0: Welcome to this Enrollment Insights audiocast. My name is Will Patch. I'm the Senior Enrollment Insights Leader for Higher Ed here at Niche. This recording is from a recent Slate Dive Deeper presentation called Using Ping to Build Scoring Models and Feeding Differentiated and Relevant Comflows." You're gonna hear a lot from Sarah Jane Musk at Bellarmine. I hope you enjoy. All right. Well, we're going to be talking today uh, was mostly Sarah talking. She's the pro here about using ping to build scoring models that will feed differentiated and relevant comflows. I think this is a really cool talk. It's the kind of deep relevance that students need. Before we go, though, Sarah, I'll let you just do a quick intro so everyone knows who you are.
1: Hi, um, I'm Sarah Jane Musk. I'm the Director for Enrollment Communication at Bellarmine University. I have been um, in a communications role with Bellarmine for um, about five years now, and I'm excited to talk to you guys about one of my favorite things, which is um, Slate and all the fun things that Ping offers within it.
0: And then Brooke is joining me from Niche uh, in a a much snowier locale. Uh, But Brooke, if you want to give a quick intro.
2: Hi, everyone. So I'm Brooke. I am up here in Buffalo, New York, where we got two feet of snow overnight. So always chilly here in Buffalo. I come from the higher ed side where I got to work with Slate. And then when I came here to Niche, I got the um, ability to work with people like Sarah at Bellarmine. So very excited to be here today.
0: And I'm Will Patch. I'm a senior enrollment insights leader at Niche. Uh, I get to do cool stuff like this and dig into giant sets of data and play around and see what I can learn and teach other people. I've been here four and a half years, and before that, spent nine years on the higher ed side doing all things data and planning and comflows flows and all the fun stuff. But the reason we're talking about this today is because students do need so much personalization, not just that, but the relevant information, which is what this is going to allow you to do. But anytime you're adding on these new steps, whether that's, you know, we're going we're going to add a scoring model, we're going to use paying in these ways it's always going to add work for you as well. So I think that question always has to come up of, is this worth it? Is it worth the time? And one of our junior survey findings, only 26% of seniors said that they were receiving very personalized and relevant outreach from colleges. So if you can do this and do this well, that's gonna make you stand out. You're in the top quarter of colleges right there who are telling them the things they need to know, that they care about, and really speaking to them as students. And down the line, that's very important because two thirds of students uh, applied to a college that they knew little about. And that's from our, our current senior survey. So these are students right now in the heart of their search who are looking around and they're applying to colleges maybe they don't have the most familiarity with. And one are the top two things that are, are causing them to apply, well that's email and mail. So the things that are easiest to personalize, easiest to add that relevance, And that's where this ping can help inform what you're sending, how you're sending. You use these scoring models to determine when do we send things, who do we send them to. Um, It is such an important factor for students. And when we look at overall what is influential to them, right at the top, what's influencing them in their considerations, where to apply right off the bat, number one, email. And not just any email, but relevant email is helping form where they're considering what they're interested in. And then that's why this is all matters. So yes, it is going to be time consuming to set up. Sarah is not going to say that she did this in a week, right? Uh, this is, this is a lot of testing, building, trying new things. And I'm guessing everyone's listening, watching, and really in that same boat. Right. And so Sarah, let's, let's kick off what, what you did.
1: So, no pressure that email's the number one <laughs> reason students uh, apply, and that's my job. So, Bellerman uses Ping in three key ways. We use it to create scoring models, which are prospect scores that allow us to determine, um, to determine conflows, especially with our print conflows. We use it for triggered personalized emails. If you think about, what students are doing and how you can respond to what students are doing on your website. That's where those emails come in. And then also hot follow-up lists. So students who are active on our website, what are they doing on our website and how can our counselors best um, think through their needs and address their needs um, throughout the throughout the enrollment cycle. So diving a little bit into the prospect scores. Um, about a year and a half ago, we made the decision to bring search in house in doing that, we needed a way to determine you know, we're going to have a lot more names in our system. We can't treat everyone the same. Um, we cannot afford to send our expensive print campaign to all of the students who we're going to purchase. Um, but we also don't want to just base um, the decisions that we're making around the communications that we have based on the historical data. So say these zip codes were where we've been successful in the past, so therefore that's where we're going to send our view book. That didn't feel like a good solution. We also weren't satisfied with the uh, calling a click an inquiry, which was what um, some prior partners we worked with um, utilized. So instead, we set up a series of engagements scores based on actions that students were taking from the prospect level. So we're not changing anyone over to an inquiry based on um, clicking on an email. We're not changing them over to an inquiry based on not actually filling out an RFI form. But we are using our web data to determine, okay, if this student has been active on our website, this is someone who we want to go after. So these rules help us to prioritize um, our student follow-up and also um, have helped us to cut our print quantities, which was not something we thought we would be able to do. Um, So we cut our print quantities in half while bringing search in-house. Engagement scores based on ping. What we did here was um, we created a rule looking for students who have ping activity, any ping activity on our website um, based um, in the last month. So if they've been on our website, if we've if we can match them to their um, to a ping timestamp, then we will mark them with a specific score. Now the thing about, ping activity is that it's not going to trigger rules to refresh on a record. Um, you have to have something actually happen within Slate for the rules to refresh. So instead, we thought through this and created an import-export process that would run overnight to help us with that process. Um, let me show you a little bit about that. So it's a scheduled export query. Basically, it's looking for the ex- this, the same thing that the rules looking for. It's looking for the existence of a ping in the last 30 days, but that the value of the score is not the score that we set when a student has pinged on our website. So it's looking for students who've taken that action but who have not yet been set at this score. Um, So the query runs, it runs overnight, it sends to an SFTP, it updates, uh, basically updates a source format that is just matched to the student GUID, and the source format just says refresh these records. And so the records run, and now they have the new score, and we can then have real-time data of as students are taking action on our website, these are the students who we're going to follow up with.
2: One way that NICHE partners with Bellarmine is they're part of our direct admissions program. So on NICHE, students can find schools, raise their hand, and show interest that they want to attend with niche direct admissions we're able to offer real-time direct admissions matching for our registered viewers it's really efficient it's very transparent and it gives not only the student the ability to know not only can they get in but can they afford it we make it very personalized on their dashboard so utilizing ping to interact with these students becomes really important we have the real-time offers go over to our partners overnight into slate we show that they've been offered that conditional acceptance into the institution and this gives the institution now the ability to interact with these students after they received a real-time offer from niche
1: and so what we do um, on our end in slate One of the, I already previously had emails set up based on specific pages that students were visiting, so the traditional students on the financial aid page have spent time there, send them an email about our financial aid opportunities, but because of the direct admission partnership, we wanted to specifically follow up with students who visit any page on our website and send them an email about the direct admission process. So you can see a number of the emails that I have here, and those are are basically the ones that are like, visited this site, this email is relevant to them, let's send that, this information. Um, and I'll get to how I, how I query down for the specific URL later, but right now, this one we're, that we're focusing on is specifically just any student who is... Offered of, offer of direct admission, who has not yet taken us up on that offer, but who has indicated that they're interested in us by visiting our website. So we have a query here um, to look for students who have pinged on our website in the last 15 days, um, again, anywhere on our website. So we're joining to all pings at this point um, and that the record has matched back to the ping. And then I'm also looking for the fact that this student has been marked as a niche conditional admit And that they have a niche scholarship in there so that the email can have that information in it and direct them to the right place. That was really important to us because our other app follow-up email based on visiting the website um, was directing them over to our regular Apply Now page. And we wanted to send these students specifically to the niche direct admission portal that we've built out. Additionally, another way that we use this, and I said we had a hot prospects way of communicating with our students. So we also use ping. And this again is pinging across the whole website to help our counselors know who to follow up with and how to follow up with those students. So in this process, I am looking at any records who have a matched ping, who have um, a timestamp in the last 30 days. So essentially, these are people who are active on our website. These are people who are expressing interest. These are people who um, our counselors should be able to give them answers to the questions that they might have at this point. What I did here was I looked for specific URLs that are relevant on the student journey so that our counselors could know how to frame the conversations with the students um, when when these are triggered over to their call lists. So if you can see here, I am using um I am using the Pinora URL so they can see the most recent URL that the student was on, the amount of time that they were there, and then key pages that I feel are helpful for our counselors to be able to indicate um, what the questions are that students might have. So you can see if they visit our apply page, if they visit, so our app cert page, this has been a thorn in our side for a long time. Students get all the way through the application page, and then they just don't hit submit on it because it, it just doesn't register with them. So I actually built into this where if they've made it all the way to the app cert page, but they haven't actually submitted an application, the counselor can know that and can call them and be like, Hey, I think you have this issue that you've, you've left. You've forgotten the step. Think of it as um, when you go to Amazon and you add something to your cart and then you get an email from Amazon saying, Hey, I think you left something. This is exactly what we're trying to accomplish here, but in a more personalized and less creepy way. That's my goal, I don't know, maybe we are being creepy. But then also if students have visited our um, visit page, the counselor can talk to them about all the different ways that they can come and schedule a visit. and. Um, get our trustee scholarship, our financial aid page. Again, also we created a specific page for FAFSA this year because we know that there are going to be a lot of questions around FAFSA and that helps our counselors know if students are looking at that page and if they um, have questions about that. I'm going to show you how these existence exports are set up as well. I think this is the most important part of being able to segment down into the data, because ping is a vast table, and it um, it can get really hard to to figure out exactly what it is that you're trying to look for. Um, and 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 I was overwhelmed by it at first. So using these comparisons, looking for specific data points that you want at the student level is the way that I was able to kind of solve a lot of our issues where it was timing out. We couldn't get enough data. We couldn't specifically like isolate and make actionable um, actionable decisions out of the data that we have. So what I have done is I've set up comparison URLs. Um, so you field one is what you uh, are looking for is where their pings took place. So you're looking for the existence of a ping that matches the ping The website that you specifically are looking for. So I'm looking for here an existence of any ping for this student that matches with our financial aid slash FAFSA page. And then if it does, I'm marking it yes. If it doesn't, I'm marking it no. That way, the students or the counselors have a full view of where the students have been visiting. And this is matching to all of the table. So a student could have visited four or five pages and we're not just looking at what was the most recent one. We're able to look at where are all the places that they visited and how can we help them on that conversation?
0: Well, we had some submitted questions. I'm going to, I'm going to cheat because there's two that came up for me as I was listening there. I love that idea of reaching back out to people who get all the way through and then forget to hit that, that last step. Cause that is so frustrating. Do you, do you have any data yet on, what you're seeing in terms of the the added completion rates this year this year
1: specifically our completion rates have gotten so much i've had an awaiting submission campaign for years this year specifically they have just gotten so much better we we used to have thousands of applications that just sat there and never finished the process and we're sitting at like a few hundred this year so this has been very helpful for us
0: Oh, yeah, that's great. That was always the bane of my existence is seeing all those app abandonments and not having a way to reach out to that individual student.
1: Yeah, and you know, I think I experience it on my end when I shop and and, and so all the companies that are doing this well, that's where I got my inspiration. I was like, okay, well, they're somehow capable of doing this. We must be able to do it. We're smart people. We work in Mm -hmm. higher ed, right?
0: (laughs) The, The other thing, so you talked about uh, directing them to the direct admissions portal, uh, so they had that. Are you using ping to direct to any other portals uh, for for any other individualized campaigns?
1: Yes, um, if uh, if they go to our visit page, but they don't actually schedule a visit, we we direct them over to our visit portal, and um, and that's mm-hmm. a personalized email from their counselors that says, you know, um, if you know if you're interested in scheduling a visit, I'd love to meet with you while you're here, click here to schedule. And of course, every time we send them over, it's pre-filling that link for them too. So they don't have to um, they don't have to go through the process of filling out a form. Um, and so that's the other reason why I really like using emails to take students through the next steps. Because if they visit from our website, just ad hoc coming from nowhere, um, they actually have to fill out the form and then you might end up with a duplicate record. But if they do it clicking out of an email that I've sent them, it's all clean and it's already all filled out for them.
0: All right. First question we had come in. Uh, what strategies do you use to query the ping table without it timing out? Our marketing department had ping add to the entire university's website from day one, which was great. That's a big one. Um, but we struggle now to extract the actual data from the table before slate times out. We thought about using retention policies to delete records considered old, but don't have any idea what would be considered old in ping terms. I think you touched on this a little bit.
1: Yeah, this is exactly the problem I had. I was trying to start from essentially the ping table and get an idea like of this massive data set that wasn't really helpful. And so once I focused in on, okay, what are the questions that I actually need to answer here? What is the action item that I want them to take? Being able to really like focus in on what Exactly, you need to know about the student's action. And also, I start from the person table when I do this or from the application table so I can get it down to the individual level rather than um, a full ping table. Because if you're (laughs) millions, that's millions and millions of clicks that you're trying to surface through. And if it's not connected back to a record, what does that even do for you? Unless you're trying to run some data analytics. But in my opinion, most of that should be done within your Google platform, which is set up to analyze those things for you versus like ping, which should really be used to help you answer students' questions.
0: And when I think of the scale, if you were having that trouble at Bellarmine or when I was at Manchester, that's a very different scale of a problem than a school of 15, 20, 30,000 students where I can't imagine how fast that scales up in terms of the amount of data you're trying to query
1: yeah our undergraduate enrollment is about 2500 so we have nothing compared to compared to um giant universities that uh that um i can't even imagine the size of their ping table
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's so so having these queries that can chop it up that's crucial righty. can a ping and chat box JavaScript exist on the same page? If we are already collecting ping from the application and RFI pages, does it merit to install the script globally on the edu template? Is there a chance to over collect and clog a student's timeline? That's, that's several questions at one, but it, it, I'll, we can go first. There, do you know can ping and chat box exist on the same page?
1: So we have a chat bot. Is that what? I'm not 100% sure.
0: I'm assuming that's what they're saying. Yeah.
1: So we have a chat bot on our website and it's on every page on our website. We also have ping installed on every single page on our website and all of our slate internal pages. So our application, um, all of our portals. Um, I don't, see it as clogging up a student's timeline. I see it as a way for for us to understand how active a student is and how interested they are and where they're visiting. Um, And now it may be overwhelming to try and look at it from like, just go to their timeline and see what they're doing each and every URL that they're visiting. But that's why I built those queries that kind of breaks it down for like key sites, key Mm -hmm. things that we need to know about the student. What questions can we answer for them?
0: Do you have it installed globally in the template or, or are you using something like tag manager? What's it's globally on our template. Okay. All right. What's the best way to query ping data and gather ping data? And I always think, you know, when someone says best way, I don't know, it's hard to say what the best way is, but what's the best way you found to do that?
1: To me, it's, it's thinking about your question first, um, isolating down to the data that you need. So <sighs> You know, you could look at, you could say, okay, I want to see how many people have visited or like how many people have visited this specific page in the last 30 days. That's a pretty small query that you could access and run. Um, or, um, you know, where is where is the abandonment happening? Like with the, for that app certify, that's exactly where, you know, like you have to be able to figure out what question it is you want to answer before you even start on this process. Otherwise, you're just going to have so much data, and you're going to feel overwhelmed by it. Um, so that my my first suggestion is always think through exactly what question you're trying to answer and what problem are you trying to solve.
0: And the last of our submitted questions here, um, before we get into the chat questions, uh, I'm interested in starting to learn to use ping data. Very excited there. We like enthusiasm. Uh, what do you recommend to get started in an accessible and not too intimidating way?
1: I would create a, a small person query and um, and play around with it that way from the from the person table or from an application table because then you're not going to time out really quickly um, and and then think about okay what do I want to see what do I want to know about what the student is doing um, do I want to see what was the last URL they were visiting um, because you can pull that in do I want to see um, you know what? specific pages they've been going to and, um, and isolate for it. You know, I think about, we have, um, one of the, one of the things on our list that counselors can view is the honors program and then the learning communities. And those are two things that, you know, You might not know that a student would be interested in those things unless they've gone and visited those websites. And then you can see, okay, well, they visited the honors website, but they haven't applied for honors. This is a great opportunity for you to reach out. And my goal eventually is that most of this can also be automated email comms. But I also don't want it to get to the point that it's too much and too creepy. So, um, that's why for now we're, we're handling it on more of an individual, ba- um, one-to-one follow-up, but I would love to get to where basically I could have one email that's looking at all of these key things. Maybe one that's like addressing, um, addressing the, uh, enrolling student journey, you know, like what are the pages that this student who's deposited, but hasn't, um, you know, but is, is still kind of like in the process of getting here? What are the pages that they're visiting and how can we help answer their questions to make sure that they show up in the fall? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to be like, uh, when you have a conversation about something, you start seeing ads for it all of a sudden that, that level of creepy is a little
1: (laughs) happens to me all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. First question here from Michael. Uh, I have a limited knowledge of pings, but how does Slate know the student in our database visited a certain web page when the students themselves don't log in
1: i I think they identify them when they submit a form or um or and then it's based on their i p address in the future. Now, I asked a question because we were trying to test um the ping pong populations um and so something that you'll notice is like um. <laughs> If you have a lot of test accounts all associated with the same computer or all associated with the same email, um, you won't be a matched record. So it's kind of hard. That's one of the things is like it needs to be a student who has their own record and is individually um, connected via their IP address. Um, And I mean, it's essentially cookies.
0: I haven't read it, but I'm likely in the uh, link that Melissa shared to the knowledge base article. I'm guessing it gets into some of that there. Uh, I didn't want to stop in the middle of the webinar to, to open that link and start reading. But. Uh, okay. Danielle asks, do the admissions counselors run a query for their region to see their hot list? Is this export in Excel with yes or no URL columns?
1: It's in a query, like a call list query. And it's based on staff user equals staff assigned. So I don't have to make one for everyone. I can make one and everyone can use the same one. Um, and that's just my general rule of thumb with any queries I'm making for counselors is I'm not going to go through and make them for each of our admission counselors. I'm just going to use our staff assigned fields to, to solve a lot of that work.
0: Yep. As as the old meme, it's old now. Ain't nobody got time for that, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, It's even a small office. I can't imagine trying to do that for every individual person. Yeah, we have like 10
1: counselors. That's a lot of work.
0: (laughs) You've got better things to do with your time. Yeah. Uh, Michael asks here, have pings been used to track logins to the LMS? We have a drop for non-attendance and get inconsistent reports from faculty, but we find most of the students marked as not attended never logged into the LMS. If we could track that by day two or three, it may help us decrease how many students are dropping and then ask to be readmitted.
1: So we um, we don't use Slate for Student Success yet, so we don't have it over on our um, on Moodle, which is the LMS we use. Um, I think that there would be value in that when we do head into Bringing uh, student success on board, um, and I and I certainly think that there's a lot of value in in determining you know why students aren't showing up to class um, and being able to figure it out. But um, we've had conversations about bringing student success on board, um, but we have not done it yet.
0: Yeah, and if anyone is doing that, definitely drop it in the chat. Uh, you know, you're, I'm, I'm guessing other people are wondering the same thing: is how do we get this integrated to other places on campus? Uh, so hopefully someone will have a answer ba- answer for you. If not, there is there is a knowledge base too. Uh, and then Michael asks again here: Are you willing to create a briefcase for your ping integrations uh,
1: for the query? I'm happy to. I'm happy to because um, I don't. It's not really integrated to anything. That's a, but. Um, mm-hmm. But if if you want kind of a basic. Sandbox of the pings that cre- that I've created, like the ping reports that I've created. I'd I'd be happy to do that. You'd obviously have to go and alter the um, URLs that you're looking for, but um, I can definitely I can definitely do that.
0: And if nothing else, we've got the slides here that you can go back through to individual ones, take a look at how it's set up, and then think, okay, how does this translate to our our instance, our website?
1: And there is a knowledge base article on the existence um, mm. or on how to look at the. Um, the comparisons. Um, and, and I would definitely, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I would definitely reference that because that was, that was the knowledge base is where I find everything.
0: Thank you, Sarah, for, uh, sharing all this great information. Uh, I have a feeling there'll be a lot of people rewatching this who've been jotting down notes. And if you're listening later, uh, I hope this is very helpful for you.
1: Yeah, apologies for going so fast. I get excited about this subject and just
2: kind of (laughs) go.